personal jukebox. Strap yourself in, because we're going to be taking a look back at a proper doozy album today. Um, while there's a lot of podcasts out there, they'll dip the tip, bust the nut and be done in 30 minutes. We ain't going down like that on this one, son. Just like the band themselves, we're going to squeeze every little minute and juice, every drop of juice out of this one. So, come with me as we cross Hetfield Road. We go down Hammett Avenue and head down Ulrich Alley, right to Street Anger, or should that be Stanger? Uh, but fear not though, dear listener, we're not alone. Holding our collective hand on this journey is G-Bone himself, <laughs> Gaz Davis. <laughs> shoot me again, Gaz, shoot me again. You said bone. <laughs> How you doing, man? Yes, yeah, very good. You're back again. Thanks for having me, dude. It's fun, man. It's fun. I like it. You like it? Yeah. And we're looking at, on this one, one of Gaz's favourite bands yeah. of, all, of all of the times. All of the times. All of the times. And all of the other times. And Metallica. And as we said, Street Anger. <laughs> <laughs> anger Road. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, and Anger. Their, their eighth album. Is that right? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth. Yes, you're yeah. right, yes. Their eighth album. A June 2003 release. Okay. In, well, it was a week later in the UK. Okay. So, yeah. Um, That's the way it went in them days, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think now it's kind of all the oh, same. Okay. It's okay. streaming online, that oh, kind of, course, of stuff. Of course, of course, yeah. What? I, I, we touched on this before. Obviously, we've done Metallica. And this is the first time it's um, a band having two episodes about oh, okay. them on the podcast. Okay. Which, yeah, it's a strange it's big, one. That it's big Metallica. enough band for it, like. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we said before, but what is your history with Metallica? Oh, influenced me a great deal. Roughly, I don't know, roughly I was 13, 14 or something, and the Black Album, my mate... First one you listened to, the yeah, Black Album, yeah. my mate played the Black Album. I think I'd heard stuff from them before, and they were like, oh, they're a bit heavy for me, maybe. And then when my mate said, listen to the Metallica album, I was like, oh, you sure, you know. And then we, we just loved it, really. And then that was it. We, we realised there was four albums before that, when I bought all them. Mm-hmm. Tunes. Mm-hmm. And not giving any spoilers away whatsoever... Mm-hmm. Would you class the first half, well, not even the first half, the first part of Metallica's discography as being their best? Yes. I think old school proper mm-hmm. fans are are in the same sort of mm. agreement. Um, first four albums, you know. Well, the first three, if you want to get down to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was that was Metallica, really. Uh-huh. You know, if you don't count Dave Mustaine back in the day, yeah. then that was Metallica, and then... When Cliff died, they sort of they changed a bit, but yeah, they yeah, managed yeah. to bust out one album before the black one that was that was uh, <laughs> very good. Um, yeah, I think uh, just start if you're my age or around that, then I think you've mm. got to agree. But as you said, they they bust out that album. I think and Justice for All is kind of where they started getting a bit of mainstream. From I think that was the first video they ever did was one. That's wasn't right. It? Yes, that's right. Uh, and then obviously. Super duper seeded that with the Black Album. Yeah, became smashed it with that. Didn't they, really? Probably the biggest touring band in America. Well, even though it's not my favourite album, it made them yeah. into massive. I mean, after Puppets, they went they went off, you know, mm, like mm. like big. But but then you know the Black Album, poof, mm. everybody went on it, didn't they? And that was released in ninety one, mm. and then we had like a, a six year wait or a five year wait. Uh, off the top of my head, it's 95. Oh, is it 95? Low, do you want to Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Is that the top of my head? 95, 96. Well, it could be 96, yeah. 97, yeah. Okay, so so we had lowered and then followed up with reload. Yeah. Which is basically what they recorded. A load of songs. Um, some of them weren't ready, so they split them across two albums. Yeah, it's, is that it's one the story? album, isn't it? It's a double album, isn't it? In effect. You know? yeah. It's kind of like uh, System of a Down with Motion Rose and Hypnotise. Okay, it's yeah. It's like the They fit together when you bought them. Mm-hmm. They actually slotted t- physically together. Oh, really? So as you open the CD cases, they... And then they, when they closed... They made a double. And they fold up on themselves. Double I, disc, know yeah. that. I didn't know that. But but that wasn't the case with Load and Reload. But you know, it's the mm. same. It's I mean, if you ask me what song is the, which one a song's off, you know, is mm. it off Load or Reload? I couldn't tell you. Okay, yeah, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, they're literally like the same yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, after that, this is the album. After that, isn't it? Yes. Like proper studio album. Yeah. Yeah. I think they put out Garage Inc. Oh, the second. Yeah. Is it yeah. Garage Inc? Is that? Is that that the one, yeah. Uh, in between, yeah. but then this Saint Anger was obviously the next album yes. in two thousand and three. So they had a bit of a healthy break there as well, didn't they? And to the next one as well, yeah. Yeah. Um, this was produced by longtime producer Bob Rock. Yes. Who'd been with them since the Black Album. Yes. Um, it was their last on the label Electra, mm. and their last with Bob Rock following this. Yes. And obviously, he's not only just producing it. He is playing your bass on the album as well, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, man, he obviously gets um, a songwriter, uh, sorry, a producer wage off it. Mm. No doubt a songwriter wage, because he would definitely, at that point, be very entrenched within the band. Mm, that's true. And then a performing wage off it as well, royalties-wise. I don't look into that kind of stuff. You'd guess though, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah, I would. Yeah, I suppose I'd agree with you there. I mean, um, they didn't look for a bass player, did they? They just they just went into the studio and went for it. And, yeah. Um, they didn't actually physically go and look for a new bass player. So it was like Bob play some bass, you know. Yeah. And that, that's the way. We'll, it went. we'll we'll just address a little bit of that now. Um, Jason Newstead, who'd been the bassist up yep. until. The beginning, um, April 2001, they began working on this album. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll touch on, obviously you've got the accompaniment piece of Some Kind of Monster, mm. which mm. sort of covers this period. The film. Um, yeah, I've, I've attempted to watch this when I said to you about <laughs> doing it. I was like, right, this is what we need to watch and what we need to see. <laughs> um, Gaz, bless him, he has basically watched all of... Two hours, 20 minutes long, that thing. It's is. long, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I thought, oh, I might know somebody who's got it, which I didn't. And then I thought, oh, it's got to be on a streaming platform, uh, which it wasn't, aside from on Amazon Prime. If you search it there, it pops up straight away. Yeah. Uh, and you have to subscribe to something called, it's either called Cello or Quello. Okay. And this is basically another streaming I think I saw that link, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. And that's like nine ninety nine a month, but you could have a week free. Okay. So I did it. I watched yeah. the first 10 minutes and I was like, okay, yeah, so I've got a week now to watch that. Okay. And I probably watched about another 15, so I'm only <laughs> in 25 minutes. I have seen it previously ever. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. God bless you, you have done. Yeah, I have done. Uh, yes, yeah, so we were saying about Newstead. So, he left Metallica on, well, it says he left on January the 17th, 2001. Okay. Which is before <coughs> it says that they started recording this, so I don't know which is, which is right there. Well, um, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Because he didn't, he didn't have any part on St. Anger, so mm. he would have left and then they would have started But the he's album. in the film, isn't he? 
Oh, he's only in the film uh, like as an interviewee. Oh, just a yeah. speaking so to he's, afterwards. He's sat in his backyard or wherever, wherever ah, it is, okay. and they're just interviewing him, and he's, yeah. he's talking about his, why he left and et cetera. Et so et cetera. the story goes, what, for Newstead leaving Metallica? I think Metallica wanted a bit of a break, and he didn't. So he's, he's quote, to quote him, yeah. he, didn't, he chose not to have a wife and kids. He, he chose music. So yes. he fills his time with music. Yeah. So he has to play all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got no time for breaks. So when they had a break, he went to do his own thing. Mm-hmm. And then they wanted him to come back. And he said, yeah, but like, I'm just doing this, just doing this side project. Mm-hmm. Like, and uh, I just want a bit of time on this. And they were like, no, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You've got to come back now. We want to record an album. And they went, and he went, well, if that's the case, fuck off. Wasn't it as well, not just... We want you to come back right now. It's like you ain't releasing that album, kind I of thing. I think there was a bit of that. I think there was a bit. Basically, you're not doing what you want to yeah. do. Echo Brain was the band, wasn't That's it? That's right. Yeah, yeah. And that—that's how I on I watched as well the MTV Icon yes. thing as well. Yes, that was from 2003. Yeah, and that the the start part of that is basically Newstead talking about it. That's right. As well, then. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, how it came across to me was that. James, mm. he basically says James, doesn't he? Yeah. He's the guy who said, yeah. no, you're not going to release this. That's right, yeah. You're not going to do it. Um, mm. And yeah, I suppose he's, man, man he's, com- <laughs> he's comfortably well off. He wants to do music, man. He's probably but dealt with a lot of shit over the years. Mm, and yeah, mm. I mean, Newstead, he joined in 86, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were, they were um, interviewing new bass players the day after Cliff's funeral. Oh, really? Yeah. No shit. So they got a bass player and they got on it. Yeah, yeah, straight yeah. Up, yeah. Straight away. Uh-huh. Um, so he, that were 86 to 01, let's do the maths. That's a lot of years, man. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's a lot of years to yeah. do that. And uh, and obviously, he was part of the big album. And the explosion period, he yeah. He must have made his, his thing. Because, I mean, I've seen a couple of uh, Echo Brain performances. And, and You've seen Echo Brain, yeah? No, I've not seen them. Um, like on online, I mean. Yeah, yeah. And then... Um, they're nothing like Metallica. Or Are they not? Is the nothing, music not like Metallica? It's not really that heavy, you know. It's quite, oh, really? it's quite funky. Yeah, yeah. It's I suppose uh, aren't bassists traditionally like a bit funky? Funkier. Yeah, yeah. You know he, what I mean. He, he was really like doing, you know, sliding up the neck and doing some high notes yeah. on the back. You know, he was really going for it. It, it, it was good. Uh huh. Yeah, it's not really that heavy. Man. Okay. Yeah, bit um, different. The the band were left with. This kind of situation where they needed somebody to play bass on the record, they yes. didn't want to go for like they did in Justice for All and just not have a name. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, from what I can gather, Justice was recorded and just taken out at the end. I think, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, 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 for some reason, they didn't look for a new bass player. Yeah, why do you uh, think uh, they uh, did that until the virtually the end of the album? You know, do you think that they sort of like proper closed ranks when that happened? I'm re- I'm really surprised that they allowed the filming. Yeah, and I think um, I, re- I read an interview with the guys who filmed that documentary. Okay, and they said when when it was all completed and they went to show it them, they all sat down and they were all watching this film, and they said it finished and it was just like silence, oh. and ja- and James was just like. Nah, this nobody's seeing this. Really? Yeah, nobody's going to see this at all. I didn't know. That. And they were all like, "Yeah, Christ," I, which I don't think Kurt comes off quite that bad on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but James and Lars, you know, they're characters, aren't they? And I think Lars basically was the one who 
stood up for it and were saying, look, man, this is what we wanted to, to be real. We want it to be real. We, you know, this is what we've got these guys in for. Show the people. You, you know, yeah, mm. it makes for an interesting story. It, did, yeah. it is. It's universally lauded like some kind of monster, like across music documentaries as being, okay. yeah, this is, you know, a real good insight into a, a mega band. Having watched it recently, I have to agree, man. It was it was a really good sort of insight. On, I mean, let's face it; they 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 nearly split up, really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they were on the verge of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, when when James went to rehab, it was meant to be for three months. It was a year. <laughs> yeah. So a year, James wasn't even there. Yeah, yeah. And then um, when he came back, he would only work like twelve till four. Yeah. <laughs> twelve till four, and then he wanted everyone. Not to work before 12, like him, and not to work after four, like him. You can't do anything if I'm not there, kind of thing. And then when Lars and um, Bob Rock was listening to something at quarter past four, (laughs) he was like, well, why why are you doing that for? And he says, well, we're only listening to it. Yes, but I'm not here, like, you know, we're not working there, you know. And he Mm. kind of made the sort of, James made the sort of rule and just expected everybody to agree. I went into... I remember seeing it before, and I, mm. every, everybody always gives last shit, don't they? You know, we gave yeah. last shit yeah. before. And he's just such a an easy target yeah. to poke fun at and to <laughs> slight. But after watching that film and coming out of that, mm. Lars is kind of like the glue man of it of Metallica. Probably. And James is the one who's... I know he's going through shit at the time, mm-hmm. but he definitely comes across as like a bit of a heavy ass. Yeah, on it. yeah, he does. To be fair, yeah, to be fair, I think um, Kirk just looks like, oh, I'll go along with what the band are doing. <laughs> yeah, Kirk says a bit like that. He says in the in the film, he, he was ha- he's happy with his role mm. because at mm. the end of the day, Metallica history, it's like Hetfield and Lars write some songs mm-hmm. and then they go and tell Kirk what to do. Mm-hmm. This is the song. This is the riff, you know? Yeah, and it yeah. goes like that, really. And it's always been like that. And, and like, when they went to do this album, they had nothing. They mm-hmm. had no riffs, nothing, no lyrics, nothing. They went into that studio with nothing, and they made that record in the studio and recorded it as they were, you know, writing it. And, and Over the course of, like, what you're talking, like, the best part of two years kind two, of thing. Yeah, it was, yeah. Over, it was over two years. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and but there was a year without James there. Yeah, that's like mental, isn't it? Yeah. That as well. Yeah. Um, I got up to you know the part where oh, it's very early on, isn't it? Where he's riding his car. Yeah. You know that little. What is it? It's a beast, isn't it? What is it though? It's like um. It's like a. I, I, can't, I don't know. It's like. It's like a mini dragster kind of thing. Yeah, like a wheel sticking out. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what the name for it is. The end, it's got no bonnet on it. You can see all the yeah. engine, like, you know. It's yeah. a cust, custom hot rod. Yeah, he's definitely. I don't know. The, the Americans will tell us. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, he definitely. Like, it's sold, isn't it, on the icon thing as well, like about James's. Um, they were also n- always known as alcoholica. Yeah. Drinking was yeah. such a big part yeah. of it. Yeah. And I the one thing that stuck out for me when they were saying, and they said it lots of times, um, drink made them be able to come together to and do stuff. Communicate with each other. Yeah, but you're yeah. thinking, fuck, you've been together for yeah. like so long. I think that James and Lars are just, uh, well, especially James, I suppose, that yeah. he's just a, a, a character that's uh, he's very defensive, isn't he? He doesn't want to... He doesn't want to let people in, or he doesn't want to let his friends go, and he's 
don't know. I'm not. I haven't got the vocabulary. He's a complicated fella. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yes. Because you look at him and you think, oh, straight ahead guy. Mm. You know, like you know, like classic James mm. with the handlebar <laughs> and the hair and stuff, and he's just like archetypal rock front man, isn't he? When when I seen him in the nineties and stuff, right? legs a straddle kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing him in the 90s, right? And uh, say the first song they come on with was Creeping Death, uh-huh. okay? So and Creeping Death's a bit of an intro, and then there's, a, there's just a bit where it just drops and there's a bit of guitar. And and it, James would come to the front, get to the mic, and when that drop comes, he'd go, fuck you, motherfuckers, <laughs> with his fingers up in the air, and everybody giving the fingers back, yeah. and everything to kick off, man. Mm-hmm. Now you go and watch Metallica. He comes out and he goes... Hey everyone, I love you, man. Part of the family and all. You know, I love you all. And, oh really? And that's what you get now, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, they've grown up, obviously. It's but alcohol, yeah, mate. It's, There's no alcohol it there, is there? It is. It wasn't <laughs> there. A, more recently, has he not gone back to rehab? Again, more more recently, uh, like uh, last year, kind of thing. Last two uh, years. Um, I'm a big fan, but recently, I'm not sure about it. I, I've um, not read much on him. Recently, mm-hmm. quiz me on the eighties, man. Last album was <laughs> Hardwired Self Destruct. Yes, yeah. Which was how many years ago now? Uh, top of my head, fourteen. Was it that long ago? Twenty fourteen, I think. I don't know. Right? That's off the top of my head. So. Yeah. Because okay. I know it was oh three Saint Anger and oh eight was Death Magnetic. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think it's fourteen. Okay. They're all thereabouts anyway. Okay, so we said, yeah, it was released in June in the UK, 2003. Um, it got to number three on the UK charts, uh, spent 16 weeks on the album chart. Uh, number one in America, obviously, double platinum in the US, which compared to other albums, not as many. Okay. Uh, it sold 16 million worldwide. Sorry, 6 million worldwide. <laughs> they released four singles off it in America, three off the UK as we'll go through. Um, yeah, there was there was meant to be four colour variations of the album as well, originally. The cover, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just four different colours. Okay. Like blatant cash in, isn't it, really? <laughs> There's nothing else to it. Just, just people going to want to buy all four. Oh, yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. There's a special edition version with a DVD of live rehearsals. Okay. Is that the one you own? Um, yes, I think it is. Uh, it's got rehearsals written on it, yeah. Because we just looked at this yeah. after Gaz had bought some kind of monster to watch and he was <laughs> like, oh shit, is this DVD? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> it wasn't some kind of monster. It says St. Anger rehearsals on it, yeah. But, uh, uh, I might re-watch that because I can't say I've watched that uh, since 2003, so... Yeah? Yeah, I'm going to give that an, another watch. That's another story. 417,000 copies, first week sales in the US. And as I said, yes, 30 other countries it went to number one in. So, yeah. But in direct opposition to that by 2009 none of the songs off this album the band were still playing mm. regularly mm. in live sets yeah what does that tell you it tells me the people didn't like it much I, th- I think it probably just brings back bad memories could do yeah I could touched do. on that on the Skid Row episode mm. where there's decent songs on there but the band who carried on yeah. never played any of them yeah, live yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, thing yeah, yeah. It received mixed reviewers. Mm. I think everybody who's heard this album has got an opinion on it. Oh, yeah. I had before I started listening. I'll tell you what now. In the last month, I've listened to this album. Got to have been 
six or seven times more than I'd ever listened to it in my life up to this point. <laughs> yeah, I must okay. listen to this album a dozen times easy in the last okay. like month. NME gave it nine out of ten. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, you know, which you know, uh, Rolling Stone. If you're in the um, uh, US, they gave it four out of five again. Uh, notoriously strict online reviewers Pitchfork gave it 0.8 out of 10 in their review. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's a bit harsh. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, so, you know, it probably falls somewhere in the middle of those. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say that, yeah. <laughs> somewhere in the middle, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Somewhere at 50%. <laughs> <laughs> Heading back to the movie again for a little bit, or documentary. Mm. They brought in performance enhancement coach Phil Toll, mm. who is a major part of the movie, really, isn't he? He, he, he does become a... Uh, of the documentary, sorry. Yes, yes, you're right. He's, um, I think he probably did them good overall. Yeah. I think so. I think he helped a bit of communication and, and things like that. I mean, it was quite amusing when they... They wanted to get rid of him. Well, don't you think he th- <laughs> he thought that he was like part of Metallica now? There's that theory. Or they thought he thought he was part of yes, Metallica there's now. Yes, definitely that theory. Yeah. Um, that's pa- I think it's that, that's their paranoia. Yeah, but in the in the movie, he said he w- they was paying him uh, forty grand a month. Yeah. So you'd want to be part of it. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah, definitely. But when he when they tried to get rid of him, they said uh, F- Phil said, um, "Look, we've got a, we've got a plan here. We're working to, and we nearly, you know, we we're, we're far through it, and there's just still a bit more to go, you know." And they. I wasn't having it. No, no he's, a, he's a character, definitely. He's worked mm. with loads of bands as well, hasn't he? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'd, he works with, um, like, sports people as well. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. like teammates who can't get on and stuff like that. They help him sort of resolve differences and, and, and make money. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Has, has, has he got on the film where Lars wasn't in, was, when he wasn't told it was Kirk's birthday? Is that in the film? Because um, Kirk had his 40th birthday. Whilst they were recording this, right, and Lars wasn't t- and he like rocks up. I'm sure it's on this, isn't it? Because I'm remembering this from years ago. Okay, this and might have to be where I admit I haven't seen the last twenty minutes. Okay, and <laughs> <laughs> Lars gets to the studio, and all the people are like dressed in Hawaiian shirts or okay. Hawaiian stuff. It's like a theme. He party. likes a mad shirt though, doesn't he? Yeah, and then yeah, and then Lars turns up, and he's like, "What's going on?" And it's like, "Oh, Kirk's fortieth birthday," and he's like, "We well, didn't tell me." And well, you should know, sure. Well, yeah, you yeah, know, that's the kind of thing. I just think they were so... I knew when you were 40. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I... Oh, does everybody know you're 40? Oh, no. Yeah, no, of course. Never mind. I'll have a 40. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm 40 now. Um, it's the downhill now. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, one thing I noticed from the opening scene of the film where you saw the band, mm, when mm. they were sat in that room mm. um, with Phil. Okay. And they're discussing, I can't remember what it is they're discussing, they're saying about doing the documentary or doing coming together. I can't remember, but, but you've got, straight ahead as you look at it, there's like Lars, and yeah. then James is sat yeah. to his left. Yeah. And they're talking about... Kirk's on the right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah and they're yeah. talking about what they're going to do. And Lars, the way he looks at James, he like fucking loves him, doesn't he? <laughs> I don't know. He, he And I think that's why he's the glue, because he, he just looks at him with such... I don't know, like he, he loves him kind of thing, you know, yeah. is his brother, yeah. is his, well, it's right, is his it? guy, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think probably that's why the working from 12 till 4, not working on stuff, that's why it caused a wedge between them, man. Yeah. Because it like sort of split that, didn't it? 
Well, before this, I think they were just at it all the time, weren't they? Yeah, and, and yeah. It, it just got a bit much, and that's why J James wanted to come back and, and not do much, like because he wanted to go and see his kids do things, mm. you know, and mm. achieve things. Mm. And and your rock stars don't don't get that much, do they? No, I mean he, no, he no, went no. not touring like they were touring. James missed his son's first birthday because oh, okay. he, he was somewhere. Yeah, do you know. So yeah. he he come back from rehab and he was like, right. I need to pay more attention to my family because just before rehab, yeah. his wife was going to kick him out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. you know he had to do something, and and I, I honestly, them that big, and they've made that much money. Mm -hmm. Why not? Well, yeah. Why not pay more attention to your family? Well, you spent so many years at it and, and making it. Yes. Just, just chill out. Huh? Yeah. Realistically, mm. the the solution to it was. Mm. Do that, take your break, and let Newstead crack on and do his side project. He's always mm. going to come back to Metallica. Because, mm. you know what I mean? He's going to, isn't he? He's, you know, he was he was all bought in. But do you think, what's his name, Rob, mm. is, has turned out to be a better bassist or yeah. added more? He's awesome, man. Mm -hmm. He's an awesome bass player. You see the, int uh, not interviews, um, where they try a load of bass players out. Yes, you do. What's that word I'm looking for? Uh, um, re uh, not rehearsal. Um, come on, give me the word. Oh, God. It, it's a trial. Audition. Try audition. Thank audition. you. Thank you. So Isn't the audition. Yeah, there? he's one of them, yeah. The guy yeah. has snot. Um, can't remember um, him, but there's, there's a good 10. Yeah, there's, you know, a, few, there's a good yeah. 10. And, and honestly, when some of them, I'm not sure whether they just clipped the bits where the, they were struggling to play, but there were some tunes they were struggling to play. Now, big famous bass players I expect them to be able to play all of Metallica tunes mm -hmm. you know because yeah. at one point when I was a kid there was only a few that I couldn't play off the first four albums like yeah. you know <laughs> and when, you were like when yeah, I was at it were, I mean, though, I'm, yeah. I'm not as good now because I don't play but very often but um, but anyway the, the, the clips they were showing from these guys they were like either sort of looking scared like yeah. standing there eyes when you watch Rob's audition yeah he's quite natural he's on it man. yeah you know like on stage where he's got all the legs wide apart and he's got his bass really low he was he was that yeah in yeah. in the audition yeah and he was not missing a note not struggling I think he, he had the confidence and went in there and got confidence got he was just having a little mosh you know yeah and uh, you could see the other three go you know, I think this is the one. Like, and then they have a chat about it, and think, and they say, I think Lars says, you know, that he didn't struggle at all. Mm. So I think he was the right choice from all the people that were there. I think that's kind of how they say Newstead was then, wasn't it? Like he walked in and was like, "I'm going to be the Metallica bassist," kind of thing. Newstead said that. Yeah. Newstead said, "Look, I'm, no one's having this. I'm having this gig. This is my this is my time." And he, he uh, well, you know. It, he's a good bass player and and because his life was all about music mm -hmm. if if your life's all about music then you're playing every day if you're playing every day you're good you're really course, good yeah, yeah. and so he was on it man and, and yeah he got the gig and he, he did what he wanted to do man mm -hmm. okay um, should we get into a bit of music? That's probably the longest period we've ever had on this podcast where no music's been played at all it's, it's, it's like <laughs> it, it's not um, a great album to listen Full to. Full stop. <laughs> <laughs> to listen to. And, and, and people slag it off and stuff. But it's a momentous thing in Metallica's history. So I think... Oh, yeah, it's a proper I crossroads moment. All the stuff we've yeah. talked about, it, it just gives you a bit of insight to um, their lives at the time, really. Mm -hmm. 
if you want to hear about that kind of stuff. <laughs> and if you listen to this, and hopefully you do, that's the whole point. Excuse me while I... Um... Cheers. Crack open a drink, yeah, cheers. So, in the UK, at the time when this album was released, we'll come off a little bit of Metallica, a bit of light relief here. Oh my God. The number one song in the UK was... Another one of your favourites, isn't it? How can you see into my eyes like open doors? Now, this was a mega hit as well, wasn't it? <laughs> it went pretty big, didn't it? Yeah. Down into my core, I become so new metal kind of I don't know what is it man are you asking me for a genre yeah I'm asking you for a genre you know what again. I'm like with genres man <laughs> it's, it's either in the like category or not um, mm. I don't know women singers don't do it for me there's nothing for me yeah. really not, and, not, and, unless they're going <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> uh, like really I just can't get on with it like just doing nothing for me at all I can imagine Evanescence fans man they like to um, they like to jo- not a joystick um, uh, incense candle or <laughs> stuff like that didn't they you know yeah an eyeliner like, flowing dresses and you know all that kind of thing <laughs> even the men <laughs> Bad tune, I suppose, you know. No, Just no, no. Have me. you ever heard it without your man doing the, the wake me up? Uh, mm. on, um, I don't know if it would have been like free radio at the time. When not, well, it weren't free, was it? It was like BRMB or Beacon. Well, you wouldn't fucking pay for it, would you? Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it, it never had his vocal bits on it, so really? it was just her. Like yeah. a radio edit? Yeah, 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 okay. like a radio edit. I don't know what it's on the album. Why would you do that? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I believe, I believe More that, listener friendly. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was it off a soundtrack? I'm sure that was off a soundtrack. Oh, I don't know. Uh, okay. The top album in the UK at the time okay. was um, the Stereophonics. Uh, gotta go there to come back. Gotta go there to come back. While the Stereophonics. Is that your best DJ voice? I've been down and I'm wondering why these little black clouds keep walking around with me. I might hit a Stereophonics album or something. Um, I think that'd be worth doing, mate. Yeah. Not with me, like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you can get someone like so, I reckon yeah, that'd be alright. There's probably some content there. Um, number one in the US. New York City. 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 You are now rapping. You are now rapping. With 50 Cent. You gotta love it. You gotta 
just wanna chill and twist a lot Catch stunts in my 745 You drive me crazy, shorty I need to see you and feel you next to me I'm provide everything you need When this one where he says I love you like a fat kid, love cake I don't know <laughs> Not a pretty fan Nah, it's, it's just monotone Yeah This isn't This isn't 50 cent this isn't on no. so when he comes in it's just yeah, like no 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 he ain't about now is he I don't know no. I, like, I like a bit of a bit of rap but like not 50 cent it just sounds like he's holding his nose sorry in the in the charts as well sorry Fiddy if you're listening <laughs> yeah sorry Fiddy yeah, come and get him um, there was a Led Zeppelin album in the top 10 What's that? Yeah, how the West was won. Okay. I haven't heard it. I don't know. Of was it. it released that year? Or? Yeah, I'm guessing. Was it not around this kind of time where they played that gig um, in London? Oh and then they, they got together, didn't they, and played a gig at somebody died who was somewhat associated with them. No idea. And it was like the hottest ticket like to go. It was only a really small venue. Um, don't know. I can definitely remember Chris Moyles at the time had a ticket and he like didn't he wasn't into Led Zeppelin at all and he, he was embarrassed that he was going kind of thing because he said there's like people out there who would fucking kill for this ticket yes right yes yes I, I, I don't know I can't I, I, I've no idea don't know what you're talking about man <laughs> okay we'll have no more no more for day. Uh yes Metallica St. Hanger this album is not very respectful of our time. Okay. It's just clocks in at just over 75 minutes. Right. Now that's long for an album. It's, yeah. It's Metallica in it. And yeah, I suppose, yeah. Like the two after it, two albums after this one as well. They're just yeah. they're ridiculous. Yeah, they are. And when we give the verdict at the end, mm. there's something which I'll mention loads going through these songs which I'll bring up again at the end. I'll tell you right now, you cut two minutes off every single song on this yeah. album, makes it a little bit better straight away. Yeah. yeah. Just, just just riffs to play over and over again. Just play less of that riff. Play four instead of eight. And they just literally will do like the verse, the chorus, the bit, the verse, the chorus, and then stop, do a little bit, and then go back and do it again, yeah. which you don't need to do. And some of them have got a, a whole tune in the middle. Yeah. You can oh, just yes. take out and make another tune. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can have two three minute tunes or you know, two yeah. four minute tunes, whatever. You know, oh, you know. Okay. So we open with Frantic. Uh it got to number sixteen on the UK charts. Uh, I don't know, it was released in America, but I don't know what it got to. Uh five minutes and fifty seconds. Not bad. <laughs> Reflect. <laughs> 
can chat about this for a second because this is going to go on. <laughs> that, weak, that weak riff you need because it makes the next riff bigger. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think this straight away, anybody who's heard Metallica stuff before or since, really, mm. you know, you see straight away this is different. Yeah. Um, what's the what's the thing, guys, that everybody's always thrown at this album? Sound. The sound, man. sound, the production, production, the, the snare, the snare. Oh, there you God. go. I wondered how long it was going to be until we mentioned the snare. Yeah. Apparently, the, the, the thing is, they didn't turn his snare on. That you do actually turn a snare on. Yeah, there's, there's a spring on the bottom. I didn't know this. Yeah, there's a spring on the bottom that makes the snare sound. Yeah. And you just turn a little thing, and it loosens the spring off. Yes. And therefore doesn't. Uh, vibrate on the bottom of the snare. Yeah. So you just get this empty sound, and li- usually you'd, you'd, the drummer would set up, hit the snare, realise, oh shit, I haven't, uh, I haven't tightened my string up, and yeah. then you'd, you'd only hit it once, and you'd tighten the string up and carry on. You know, as normal. Kind of like plucking your guitar and going, oh, that is. That's out that of tune is, or something? Yeah, 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 yeah I suppose yeah. so. And when you, when you, the f- funny thing is, when you watch them live, yeah. they don't all of a sudden turn the fucking snare off. They carry on playing the yeah. same sound like the whole gig. Uh-huh. So if you if you if they like I've seen them play this and yeah. Anger live, yeah, you get a proper sound. Does it sound a lot better live? Oh, clothes better. You know, I I I I'm generally prefer an album version to yeah, a live and me, version. And me, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to hear how it's meant to sound. Yeah, you know? um, but <laughs> it's different with this album because this, when you hear them live, as I said, it's it's a normal sound. It's the sound you want to hear from Metallica, yeah. and this isn't the album version. Isn't, and uh, the thing that gets me right is all the way through that yeah. movie. There's not a mention about we'll change the sound. There's, there's no talk of it at all. Okay. Oh, there's, there's no, no there's no like right, we'll try a different snare or we'll try mushing the guitars up or whatever. Whatever is your problem with this album? Yeah. There's no mention of it to to do it. It just comes from nowhere. In that film, it's just nothing. Where do you think it comes from? I, I, it's some it's some cockend's idea. It's obviously Lars's idea. He, I can't believe that he's like gone. Yeah, that's that's the way I want my drums to sound. Why would you want your drums to sound like what that? What he must have done, aren't they? Is it like a bit of Bob Rock going? Yeah, okay, that sounds all right. We'll do that a bit different. Yeah. But it, it's so unlike anything Bob Rock's done before because Bob Rock is all about the big yes. booming. Crashing yeah, drums production. As I said, like when we did Metallica before, and he'd worked on the Motley Crue album yeah. before with Tommy Lee. Yeah. And one thing Tommy Lee is known for is a hard hitter man, and he like proper boom, boom, boom. And that's what Lars was like yeah. on all the albums that Bob produced before. Mm. So I just I don't know where that comes from. I don't get it, man, and I don't know where it comes from. I I don't know if it's from um, obviously new metal had happened now. Yes. So you'd got like uh, maybe not a new metal influence, but you know, like your band's like System. Yes. And it had got a kind of I don't know what it is. It's like a, a new metal, but underproduced sound. Hmm. And is the is this Metallica's new metal album? It, uh, something springs to mind from the movie, and and um, Kirk's get Kirk is very rarely sort of gets irate. He's quite a chilled out go along with the flow kind of guy yeah. and he's like there's so I think there's something in there that's going you should do no solos or less solos and Kirk's going well that dates this album then 
to this period right now. Yeah. And it's like, why should there be a rule of no solos? Or And why should there be a rule of solos? Why can't, like Bob Rock said, why can't you just put on stuff onto that song that it needs, that the song needs? Why do you yeah. have to have a rule of no solos or solos? And and there was a bit of a, of a go about it, mm. you know, and I think there's obviously less solos on this album. There's so no solos? None. There's lead, a little bit of okay, lead. Right, sorry, but there's yeah, no okay. solos. Right. Oh, you know. Why do you think they made that thing though? Why was the rule? Well, that, it, surely it's a fashionable decision because oh, because of the new metal thing. Because well, of yeah. fashion that, okay. at that time, you know, mm. that's the only thing I can think of really. But I know Kirk was was really sticking up for. Uh, apparently, for they labelled solos as self-indulgent and unnecessary. <laughs> Self-indulgent, I would, I would agree. With you, cause they are somewhat. Oh yeah, obviously. But so, so, but that's that's it. That's, that's metal in it. That's the music. Yeah, that's the music. You, yeah. You look at like the first four Metallica <laughs> albums. It's like the solos are awesome. And if you want to listen to uh, a band with less solos, fucking listen to something else. Yeah. There's yeah. a million bands out there. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know. I didn't. I didn't agree with it, man. But um, but like, I think I mentioned this to you on the last Metallica podcast and. The fans were sort of going, "Oh, you do too many solos," so he knocked the solos off a bit. Yeah. And then afterwards, so a load of more fans came to him, say, "Well, what was happening to the solos, dude?" Yeah. So he put, he just yeah. went. After that, he just went, "Fuck it, I'm doing what I want." Yeah. So this was probably the album where where that happened. What do you think about Frantic though? The tune itself. Mm-hmm. Okay, so can we forget about the sound for a bit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. because if you mixed it properly and put a proper snare on the whole album it's got some cracking tunes on yep. it yep. they are really cracking tunes and as I say I've seen a couple of them live and they, they're really good I mean they're too long you know this mm-hmm. album and the next two albums all the tunes are too long that's you got to get you got to get over it really if you can get over the length of the songs and the sound there's some really good tunes I think there's definitely a nucleus of yeah there is yeah mm. they're just mm. bloated and even like I can remember when this came out and people picking apart um, the lyrics of like oh my lifestyle determines my death style mm. which mm. I don't actually think is a, that bad a lyric mm. uh, I probably I'm a bit more harsh on front tick 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 tock yeah. but I can sort of see from the lyrics what he's trying to get across yes yeah so it all mm. kind of ties in Kirk's lyric that was that first one you mentioned about um, how was it. That was Kirk's Lifestyle, lyric. Lifestyle, Death Star yes. one. Yeah. But through um, a, a few of the songs on this, it's it's as if James is singing a different song to the band. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll, I'll rewind for a bit, right? Yeah. Every... Uh, 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 or did I say this off air? Um, in Metallica history, you've got Hetfield and Lars. They make tunes. Yeah. Then they go yeah. into the studio. Then they tell Kirk what to do. Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of Metallica is. But with this album, they had nothing. They went into the al- uh, into the studio with nothing. No songs, riffs, yeah. lyrics, yeah, yeah, nothing. Yeah. So you watch that video, and they're literally writing everything. There's a point where the the four of them, including Bob Rock, like yeah. was the fourth Who's one, basically part of the band, they're all it? writing lyrics. They're just sitting there, silence, just 
trying to get lyrics onto paper. Okay. And and that's when that um, Death Style one comes out from Kirk and they all sort of have a bit of a chuckle on that one. Yeah, I really like that one. Put that in kind of thing. And that, I think that literally the four of them have wrote different lines in, in all kinds of it. That's what it looked like. It, it reminded me of, you know, <coughs> when we recorded that album with Dead Square? Yeah. Yeah, and we had uh, a last song on it under construction. Yeah. And I had nothing for that. Like, uh, no lyrics or nothing. And Stu had a bit. Yeah. And then... I go and sing it, but I couldn't get it exactly how he'd envisioned it. Yeah. And it just feels like that, you know what I mean? Like, And the vocals are too high in the mix. Too loud. Yeah. yeah, yeah they're too, yeah. They're, they're too like, stark. Well, we're going back to yeah. mixing and producing yeah, yeah. and stuff there, aren't we? Yeah. The, the, the guitars are too, are too mushed. That's my, that's my description. Mm-hmm. They're mushed up together. You ever see the video for Frantic? Um, the top. guy who's delivering chicken. I mean, I've probably seen it, but yeah. I couldn't tell you. It's very frantic. <laughs> <laughs> it's, there's a lot of cuts. It's like cut central, like this, this, this kind oh, of flash, thing. flash, flash, flash. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a guy delivering chicken and... Live chickens or...? No, no, like fried chicken and he crashes... Oh, like a takeaway? His, yeah, he like crashes okay. and then he's drinking and yeah. Uh, rings a bell. It, it's, it sort of makes the lyrics come across more. You know what I mean? Makes sense more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It makes a lot more okay. sense to the lyrics. But yeah, Frantic, there's your opener. Um, you know, I, th- I think that gives everyone a taste of, of, of what's to come kind of thing. The next track is the title track. Oh, well, it got to number nine on the UK charts, so it's top ten hit okay. for Metallica. It won a Grammy for the best metal performance, 2003. Mm. Mm. Um, and it's seven minutes and 21 seconds <laughs> long. <laughs> This is a riff, man. This is a good riff, man. I tell you what. The snare's not here at the minute. No, it's not. <laughs> I tell you what. Take this intro off this song and, and I've got no problem with it. Oh, you don't like this bit? And this bit now. And now this bit. What's, what's your problem with this bit when you said this bit? Just, what's your problem with that? When, no, when it goes like double time. Yeah, what's your problem with that? It just sounds like... Okay. Loads of shit around Lars and he's eating it. <laughs> shit okay but there's another song that does it worse but if if the drums were mixed properly like the other stuff I think the guitar as that well would be ace no and, and the guitar the whole lot if it was mixed properly and all that sound bollocks that we've mentioned it would be it would be awesome it would be a great metallic tune yeah because I like the bit that it's we're going to get in a minute yes yeah. I, I love the bit and it's probably the best bit on the whole album for me straight away I'll Fuck it all and that bit in it. Fuck it all and no yeah. regrets. Here's your best bit off the album, listeners. Fuck it all and no regrets. I hit the lights on these dark sets. I need a voice to let myself, to let myself go free. Fuck it all and fucking no regrets. I hit the lights on these dark sets. 
Yeah. There's... It's the... There's no hooks on this album, apart from this song. Like, like you mean catchy, catchy riffs, like? You know the bits, you know, yeah. There's no hooks, there's no... Metallica, at this point, are kind of known as... They're the... They're giving you the big riffs, the big beefy riffs. They've come from the thrash, and now we're, like, the gold standard of metal. You mean before this album? Yes. Yes. Even with Load and Reload, because they kind of like went down a little path on those, obviously. But, man. <laughs> I, 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 as I say, I think this is the best song on the album. Right. And hearing it through headphones, this is the first time I've listened to it through headphones. Okay. So, it sounds a little bit better okay. now as well. But still. No, I don't know. <laughs> And, and here's the thing. Where are we? Studio 13. Now, in the song, <laughs> we're going to go into the... Fuck it on and no regrets. Yeah. You could end the song then. Uh, yeah, After yeah. it does the... Now. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, this this isn't a bad song. You take quite... Or you, you've reproduced the intro. <laughs> it's a good song. Yeah. Like a, a very good song. Yeah. I like it. It's... Um, yeah, just nipping back to Newstead again for a second. Mm. Um, it says that he quit after one session with Phil. They'd already brought Phil in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, they had a nine and a half hour meeting. And then it was after that where he was like, yeah, no, then I'm not doing it kind of thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> nine and a half hour meeting. No <laughs> <laughs> Sod that. Um, he's gone on to do what is it, Voy Voivod, the band that he was in as well. What Newstead? Yeah, V O I V O D. It's spelt. Right. Yeah, and he's played with Ozzy as well. I know he's played with Ozzy. Yeah. And then now he's playing in Newstead, the band Newstead. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Uh, they they brought him back for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2009 when they were inducted into that. Oh, fair play. Uh, he played three songs live with them. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then. I think I know that. That rings a bell somewhere. Yeah, and in 2011, he played on some of the 30th anniversary shows as well. Cool. So, you know, they're obviously, they've made made up, haven't they? And you know what I mean? I think they realise he's a massive part of... Metallica's past, isn't he? Yeah. The only other living person who, well, apart from Dave. Yeah. 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 Dave. Yeah. Yeah. You want to get into Dave Mustaine there? I fuss, mate. Yeah. He, um, like. Obviously, they have a bit on some kind of monster where yes. Lars goes to. It is Lars, isn't it? Yes. Who goes to speak with Dave Mustaine? What is the 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 impetus, the thing that makes that happen? What? It's not really clear in the film. Really, he's just there. Like just one scene. There's one. There's one session of the with the shrink guy and James is in rehab, so it's only Lars. Yeah. Um, I don't think Kirk's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just basically Lars and Dave and the, and the, and Phil, <coughs> and um, you know he just he. I think Dave says to Lars stuff that he's wanted to say to him for years. You know, yes. like um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't give me a second chance, and it uh-huh. g- gets quite emotional. And yeah. Oh yeah. He does, yeah, because yeah. like he, he he people. 
people like ridicule him. Like you know, he goes, Dave goes down the street, and people shout, ah, Metallica at him. Like, and it and it's depressed <laughs> yeah, him. Like yeah, he's you know yeah, he gets yeah, yeah. really like like there was watching the film. There's a bit where the the screen will go to black and it'll have white writing. It'll say, I think the one bit said, uh, Metallica have sold ninety million albums. Yes. I think, and this is you know two thousand three. I think, uh-huh. and uh, and then it. This bit comes in with Dave, and it comes in, you know, Dave Mustaine, Megadeth, sold 15 million albums. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know. Like give him a bit of a kick while he's down kind <laughs> yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Did, yeah. But, um, you know, he he was a proper alcoholic and a druggie, and he used to shout at people. and, and Get fights and everything. Instead, I think we said about that before, yeah, didn't we? Yeah, so they're giving him a chance. They just fucked him off. Like. Yeah. But he's like, fucking hell, he can play guitar, I tell you. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, the video to St. Anger. Have you seen that one? When they're in the San Quentin prison. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Look like they're having an absolute whale of a time. Yes. Like, really in good yeah. vibes and stuff. I'll and be shitting my pants. Hetfield looks like <laughs> classic Hetfield um, yeah. thing as well, doesn't he? Like, he's got the handlebar. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll be shitting your pants. There's some tasty characters in there, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. They have to, it, at the start, they have to sign in, don't they, and say, oh, yeah. If there's a hostage situation, we're just going to shoot you or something like that. Is that we're what not, they say? We don't negotiate. Or yeah, something. we don't negotiate. Something like that, yeah, yeah. 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 That. <laughs> Scary times. Our next track is Some Kind of Monster. And man, these song lengths just keep on going up and up. This one is 8 minutes and 25 seconds. Why? I'll tell you what, there's some shit lead in this. Yeah. Yeah, the snare rattling. <laughs> you hear it? and seven seconds before a vocal. <laughs> yeah, two minutes and seven seconds before a vocal. <laughs> this song, I mean, well, it'll be running underneath us, obviously, talking there. <laughs> to me, it's got, like, four or five dis- different riffs, decent riffs from about three separate songs in it. it like I said, yeah. And, and two sets yeah. of lyrics. You it's, can make two tunes easy out of this. Yeah, easy. yeah, easy. It's like a, just an absolute, you know, the, the figurative wall that they say. You throw loads of shit at a wall and see what sticks. <laughs> but all the shit stuck <laughs> on this one. <laughs> That's quite a good description. <laughs> and even when the lyrics come in, it's very underwhelming as well, I think. Hey! 
that kind of vocal delivery there. The silence no more. It's that's <laughs> the bits which I'm saying it's like he's singing a different song to You're not impressed, are you? Not with this song. This no. is probably one of my worst ones. Okay. Uh, just the length as well. Not man, I'm all in for a long song. You know what I mean? <laughs> all around the world by Oasis, classic. Oh my God. <laughs> but um You know um on our next podcast, I'm going to get a jar, and every time you say the O word, you're going to put money in the jar. <laughs> it's going to be like a swear box. <laughs> oh, man. Um, do you think some kind of monster, the song, sort of benefits from the fact that there is some kind of monster, the film out there, so everyone kind of forgets that this song exists and <laughs> thinks of the film when you say it? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think the song, the song title was thought of before the film, so... Oh man! <laughs> obviously, is it in the film where it's got? I need to stop saying obviously. Where Lars hand delivers the list of three hundred and seventeen thousand three hundred and seventy-seven people who traded MP3s on Napster. Yes, that was yes. a bit in the film about that. Yeah, I think there, there was an interview with Zane Lowe. Oh yes, after it. Yes, sometime after it. I don't I've know. definitely seen that. Yeah, and he was like, "Well, you know, did you? Are you?" pleased with what you achieved and you mm. know and Lars was like what being the most hated man in metal nah not really <laughs> <laughs> they released this album a week early as well to stop piracy oh really because they were oh shit this is going to get out uh, so it was meant to be out the week and they bought it forward a week okay uh, yeah I, you know this this is not a favourite of mine on this album should, should we go on to the next one yes please now Dirty Window God, now these are laughable drums. When I when I said about the drums, well, it's not Lars just hitting shit. This is the track. Don't mind that riff. Now. This song and some kind of monster, to me, they're the the one-two punch of the two worst songs on the album. I think your problem with the drum hitting Lars hitting loads of shit, like what you say. Yeah, it's down to the producing because because to quote old people, it sounds like one big noise. Yeah. If you if you produce that drum sound properly, you would hear all the different things the he's hitting. The man, the booms. The yeah, exactly, and, and that's not there. And that's I don't think your problem is with Lars hitting everything at the same time. <laughs> I think it's genuinely. I think it's the the drum sound because mm. like the two guitars, like like James and Kirk, it just it just like 
you, you just you put the two guitar sounds in a bowl and mix it together yeah and make one guitar sound out of it and it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. it's just like blended and molded together it's just a, one big mush i'm gonna say the word again yeah and there's not obviously there is bass but mm, not a fat lot it, is it, it ain't there's a bit in that intro where to me it's as if he misses a note <laughs> if, you, if you listen really closely on his notes it on the headphones and it's like oh Oh, like I just played another note there. Mm-hmm. Where probably a, I'm not saying Bob Rock probably is a bassist, but he, you know, probably not. I don't like that projector, the 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 etc. kind of thing, lyric as well. <laughs> right, we'll have a break. We're an hour in. Need a we'll week. Have, we'll have a little break. Yeah, I need to as well. See you in a bit. Don't forget, you can contact the show directly, jukeboxpod at gmail.com. You can follow the show on Facebook, search for Personal Jukebox Podcast. On Instagram, we're also at jukeboxpod. And leave us a review. Help a brother out. Help the algorithms. Yo! Metallica's Santanga album. Thought we'd raise the spirits a little bit. <laughs> this doesn't sound like Metallica. <laughs> uh, this is Nerd. I believe it's Calvin Harris, isn't it? Oh, is it? Yeah, with what's his face? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I got the I got the voice right. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, pretty yeah. good for me, isn't it? Yeah, well done. Thank you. It's like oh, that's what I was hoping for. Se- a well done. Semi-current kind of music <laughs> that you're on board with. <laughs> Will Farrell. <laughs> yeah, Will Farrell. <laughs> Something like that, eh? Yeah, yeah. Um, when this album... Well, it was obviously just in the release, this album. Uh, MTV invited Metallica mm. to be on their MTV Icon programme. They did. Now... This was the third one ever of these. Um, okay. There's only been four. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever, Blimey. ever. Uh, the first one was Janet Jackson. Okay. The second one was Aerosmith. Oh, was Aerosmith? That? Aerosmith. I would not have p- p- guessed that at all. Well, you won't guess the fourth one then. <laughs> um, uh, Metallica were the third yeah. one, and The Cure were fourth. Weird. Okay. Cure, they were big like in, um, yeah, in America and stuff as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And not to the 80s. MTV Icon, wow. Now, this is a bit of a thing. 
I thought it was a good like show overall. Yeah. We caught it on YouTube, didn't we? So yeah, it yeah. wasn't the best. And I definitely didn't see it at the time. I did. Oh, did you? Yes. Okay. Because it, it rang loads of bells when I watched it again. Yeah, yeah. Um, what you've got is um, different bands and artists coming together to do covers of Metallica songs yeah. to pay homage to Metallica. Yeah. Uh, there's then a voice-through thing of talking about the story of Metallica. Yeah. It opens, obviously, talking about Newstead leaving, all that stuff. Mm. Uh, you have a bit about James and his struggles going through doing this album. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, it talks about Metallica and... Well, there's a lot about the, the original... Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And then obviously Cliff, the first three albums, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah. there's different stages of the story through the show. That's it. Yeah. Uh, and it ends with Metallica doing a um, medley. Medley. Of songs. But it opens with a medley as well. Yes, it does. Now, who is the band? <laughs> who some, uh, some, some That's 41. Yeah, some 41. They do um, Who in the Bell Tolls. Yes. Enter Sandman. Yes. And Master of Puppets. That's right, yes. Uh, they follow that. I up. think they did a really good job. Oh, right? I think they did cracking. I, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. Bit. Really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, they possibly they may have been the best one. Maybe I can't agree with you there. But okay, they were they were good. I liked they were it. good. They were. Um, Consider I don't really like them much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I can listen to I, a I couple of their I think they're influenced, things. aren't they, by like? Yeah, they've got heavy influences. Uh, yeah. Like metal yeah. stuff yeah. like that. Um, then you get stained. Come on. Big at the time, massive. <coughs> at the time, really. Yeah, um, yeah. Doing Nothing Else Matters. Yeah. Which isn't a surprise. Yeah. Um, Aaron well, Lewis is there doing his... Next. Yeah. Oh, the next one. That ma- Oh, that. this was your best one, weren't it? Yeah. Avril Lavigne doing yeah. Fuel. This is the only bit I fast-forwarded when I, when I watched it. <laughs> it's just utter... Did you not think that shite. they looked absolutely bemused, though? Yeah. The band themselves looked absolutely uh, bemused. To be fair, it. to be fair, the guitarist did a, did all right job, like. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, Avril Lavigne, oh, <laughs> go away. And then, and then the worst one has got to be um, Snoop Dogg doing Sad But True. Yeah, I didn't see the point of it. He was on the stage for about 30 seconds. Do you think like he had heard like a 30 second clip of the song and was <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I can like, I can stick some bits on the... Mate, I don't know whether he was a proper fan or not. I really don't <laughs> I know. reckon he weren't. <laughs> Just a possibility. I reckon he's aware of the existence of Metallica, of course. obviously. But um, yeah. Uh, then you got Corn doing one. That was frigging awesome. Oh, was that your favourite one? awesome yeah. track, yeah. yeah. Uh, they they just they just put their own little touch on it. I love it. I yeah, love definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, they that, did. All of I must say, all of the live performances were edited into a smaller performance. They were yes. all edited like um, when Corn played. They just just missed loads of bits out. Oh, okay, because yeah, it's yeah, like a seven yeah. and a half minute tune. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. of course, they can't play that. And it, it was, I think it was only like an hour show. Is it? Was it an hour and a half? An hour and a half, something like that. It's not hour, long. Yeah. yeah. Um, you got Limp Bizkit doing Welcome Home Sanitarium, who were sort of the headliners of it, apart from Metallica. Well, they were last on yeah, Metallica, yeah, 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 I suppose, yeah. yeah. But that, that, I liked it. Yeah, it weren't a bad cover, really, was it? Yeah, I liked it. It was good too. I'm pretty sure that I'd heard that before as well. Okay. I'd heard them do that that song before. Okay. Um, unless it just sounded a bit different and it was actually that that I'd heard. I, I can't remember. I really enjoyed the Corn and Limp Bizkit covers. Really yeah. good. Really good. Uh, and then Metallica do a loud hit the lights, Sandman, Black and Creeping Death. It's all medley though. Battery. Yeah. Yeah, it's all so, medley. It's yeah. all bits and bits from each. And end with Frantic. Yeah. And then the <laughs> credits come up at the end and it cuts off. <laughs> but, and, and overriding Hang on. Yeah. Hang on. When they do Frantic live on that stage, mm. is the snare turned on? The answer is yes. Oh, Christ. I never, you know, I never like, are thought... All, are that. all the guitars mushed together? No. Oh, 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I can't believe even now, like Lars will still say now, where I'm like, yeah, I don't regret it. It was like just, that was oh. what it was then. But yeah. I'd say he was full of shit. The band look absolutely super happy though. Like, I reckon, like, when you watch the film, the last sort of half an hour is when they recruit Rob. Mm-hmm. And you can see it, the three of them, or if you include Bob as well, because Bob was also getting a bit depressed with the whole thing. Yeah. They all seem happier. They all seem uplifted and and just, like... Because I think Rob, when you look at the auditions, you know, that he was, like, the best one and, and they was all, like, in agreement. It's got to be mm-hmm. him. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 honestly, to be Rob... And come out on stage to that icon when you just joined the band. That must oh, have been God, yeah. mind blowing. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Just imagine you yourself being there and being him in, in mm. that situation. It must have mm. blown his mind, man. And also, they give him a million quid, didn't they? How did that? Yeah, yeah. They got oh, just as a signing bonus. They got him in. They said, "You're you're our new bass player. Yeah, you want to be in. Everyone's happy." And they're going, "Well, just for you know, for starters, we're going to give you a million quid." There you go. Okay, a million dollars. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. But, um, oh, it's not as good as it. Yeah, well, you know, he still wouldn't have been sniffing <laughs> at it, would he? <laughs> right, back into the album anyway. Invisible Kid. Another post eight minute classic. <laughs> How many minutes are we on now? 47 seconds. That could have been a 15 second intro. Yeah. It's... Invisible kid, never see it's that thing. As, uh, I mean, Metallica are not strangers to a long song, are they? You know what I mean? Not before this album, not so much. No. But it, it's that thing again, as I said to you. Two minutes off every song for me. <laughs> yeah. Literally every... The shortest song on this album is five minutes, 14 seconds. <laughs> yeah? Uh, and that's purified. That really should be about your longest song. Yeah. You, you could... Man, go for an epic on one song, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, if you yeah, want to yeah. go for a big thing. Um, but it's like this bit again as well. There's another bit you could cut out. You do the, the, the verse, and then they do... Duh, 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 then it goes into it again. Yeah. What, what do you look at back on this album and you'll say you know what we said about the, the Drowning Pool album like mm. oh if you went and picked a couple of songs that you'd take away and stick on a playlist is there any on this that you if you're making a playlist do you like take any of these tracks uh, if I can't take like bits of tracks then probably not no it's just a too long thing mm. like there's some great some great little bits here and there but not really not a whole song no if I'm especially if that playlist is limited then yeah no way yeah (laughs) (laughs) if if maybe there's it's an unlimited list then uh, you know I might throw a couple on yeah I don't really know which ones at the minute in that song Invisible Kid 
that bit where he breaks down, it's like, ooh, <laughs> oh, God, man. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Literally, we've said it like loads of times already, and we will say it at the end. Mm. It's the production. Yeah. It's just, I, I just don't know how, at the end, they were like, yeah, that's that's like what we wanted to be like that that's what i want it's weird i've never understood it when there's bands before and i'm I'm sure i've read somewhere metallica before have recorded whole albums and then gone and they're listening to it on the you know when it's been produced and everything it's like nah chuck it away we'll start again kind of thing and they didn't do that i don't know i suppose you only have so much money that you can chuck at something but Uh, i don't know I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, the guitars almost sound out of tune. They do, don't they? Because the, it sounds like the strings are wobbling about yeah, the yeah, neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when I was listening to the intro of that last one, when you said about the guitars like mushed together, like yeah. if you if you play a, an open E power chord, yeah, and you just play it, it sounds like it should. If you really hit the strings really hard, like him trying to show off or something, yeah, and you like bang him really hard, yeah, it will sound out of tune because you 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 manipulating the strings too much and yeah. the, the, the strings bend a bit and you know, and it sounds like they're just really hammering it instead of playing it. You know. is, is that all part of the scent anger? It's like the angry album. What it is, isn't it? You know, have a, have a watch it? of the film, though. Yes. There's much anger in it. stumbled across something there where it's better to talk about the song like over the intro <laughs> and then like play it when it's actually kicked in and stuff <laughs> oh a lot I don't mind this one actually this bit how long is it how long is this tune um 546 Okay. That's respectable. This can go on the on your playlist. Oh, this would be the one, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, yeah, so yeah. far. <laughs> <laughs> the next one. Track seven, another post-seven-minute song. <laughs> uh, shoot Me Again. Now, I can... I'm pretty sure that on first listen through this album, like around the time when this was released... Mm. This was the one which sort of stuck with me on first listen. Okay. Um, not that it's like brilliant or anything, but it was the one. I think it's that shoot me again, shoot me again. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know how he shoot me again. Is he talking about shots? Is he having shots? No, uh, I think he's, uh, I assume he's thinking about, um, you know, shoot me again, I'll get up and carry on. Kind okay. Of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the impression I got. Like. Do, do you think, like, all the songs, like we said, the production, they sound like demos, don't they? Yeah. 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 They sound like uh, stuff that's been released before the, an artist's first album. 
you know? Mm. And then mm. it said they've done three albums and it comes to light. That, oh, they released, these are unreleased tracks. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah it sounds like that. Yeah. Again, just, I can't imagine, like, the other albums I've heard list, uh, produced by Bob Rock. Mm. It, they're nothing like this. Mm. You know, I don't know what he's done since. But I've got no idea. I'm gonna, I'm gonna You're go. You're never gonna live Google, are you? Yeah, I'm gonna live You're Google. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to this for a second. <laughs> okay. Produced Michael Bublé in 2007. OMG. I know. The boobs. Yeah. Um. Well, unfortunately, he produced Lost Profits in 2006 as well. Um, oh man, he's done every Michael Bublé album. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Bob Rock. Yeah. Even his Christmas one. <laughs> okay. The Cult, Offspring, Nelly Furtado, Black Veil Brides, um, Bush, Rishi Sambora solo. Ooh. Brian Adams, yeah. um, his latest one being the Offspring's new album. Okay, fair play to him. Yeah, Jovi. Yeah, he's done all the all the Jovi ones Ooh. he produced, all the Bon Jovi Ooh. early albums. Oh, oh, yeah, Bon Jovi. Yeah. <laughs> No, he has actually played on a dozen or so albums as well. The last one he played on was Santango. <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> right, the next track, Sweet Amber. Mm. Um, oh, he does the thing in this again, doesn't he? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Did you know that um, Lars Ulrich's Wife is about six inches taller than him. <laughs> right. I'm sorry to people out there, but it just don't look right, does it? No. Nah. No. Nah. It doesn't look right, nah. does it? I, I, when you say about them, the one that always sticks out in my mind is um, Roger Stewart with, what's the name? Penny Lancaster, is it? Yeah. I know like she's about like a good foot and a half taller than yeah. him. Now, I've never seen Lars Ulrich's wife, anyway. No, I should expect 20 years younger than him as well. Uh, I think she is. Yeah? I think she's in her 30s. She's not a bad-looking girl. girl at all, is she? I wonder why she likes Lars. <coughs> well, the, the in the film, he's, um, Lars is into um, his art. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's got massive paintings. It's a real big part of the film, paintings. that is. And uh, he sells a load. Yes, he does. Because he wants to sort of start a new chapter in his life or something. Yeah. So they all go to auction. Yeah. And at the beginning, he's saying, look, whether they go for a dollar or a thousand dollars, it doesn't matter. It's, yeah, yeah. They're like, you know, awesome things. And this, he's, he's, he really loves them, you know, really mm-hmm. loves the art. And uh, I swear the one of them sold for five million 
dollars. Mm-hmm. Then there was a f- then there was all less than that. But I mean, he must have made like I don't know ten million overall or yeah. something like that. And then he's he's his wife, him and his wife split up the year after. Oh, okay. Oh, he's what? Oh, that's yeah. not the. I think that's his girlfriend now. This is his current wife. Oh, his current wife. And yeah. he's had three, I think. And um. And yeah, it's a coincidence that, and it makes ten million quid off art, and then they get divorced a year later. Yeah, had the settlement. Mm. <laughs> yeah, she's not a bad looking girl, actually. He's one there. Yeah. How sweet does it get? How sweet are you? How sweet does it get? We've not, sp- we've not spoke about this tune yet, have we? No. <laughs> There's some really good ch- the bits in this tune, I really like. Not a lot this bit. Yeah, the, the, there's yeah. lots of yeah. good lead bits in yeah. this one, yeah, there is. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you just, we're not saying nothing new here where you're saying produce properly. This album is a completely different album. Yes. Yeah. We, we could say it all day long, couldn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm quite an easygoing kind of guy. Yeah. Um, and I can I can push push past it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, I can't listen to it over and over, but mm-hmm. I can push past the sound and I can see the good riffs and the good drum bits and stuff mm-hmm. and the good bits. So I can listen to it, you know. It's, it's, just, it's just a shame. Mm-hmm. I think shame... Is the word because mm. if they'd have just done it properly, it would have been fucking great. Maybe they should have got Mark Avril in for a few other tracks. Yeah, why not? <laughs> or we'll let some forty-one do them. sweet are you? sweet does it get? sweet are you? Okay, track nine. Um, this was also released as a single in the UK. Uh, the Unnamed Feeling. I, I, I believe you have this. I, I did know. actually buy this single, yeah. Yeah. This is potentially one of the last singles I ever bought. I don't buy them anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another seven-minute effort. Uh, it got to number 42 <laughs> on the UK charts. It deals with James's feelings of anxiety. And it, it, this is another one where it's not actually bad musically, but... I do think he's singing a different song to the rest of the band. Okay. Kind of. I know what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. he's doing it. Yeah. And I just, man, you know, you know, on the, especially on the Black Album, mm. and, and actually now on earlier albums as well, mm. one of Metallica's things was like mm. intros. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Intros, they really whet your appetite, and it's like, oh my God, the shit's going to get down there. <laughs> like, this don't have that. It has intros. It, oh, it has but intros. They don't. They don't grab you as much. Nah, today. they no. don't build the anticipation. Mm. Yeah, this is this 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 may be the reason. Uh, this may be because, like I said before, James and Lars write tunes before they go in the studio. Yeah, and and they didn't do it with this album, so maybe that's a big part of it. Why did they not do it? I don't know whether that it was just is a thing they the wanted film? to do, or eh, not that I recall. Not the a reason. Uh, I remember Lars clearly talking about it, and that's what they did. Mm. But I can't think there was a reason for it, whether they just wanted a change. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they'd written stuff with Newstead, and then, oh, we've got to chuck all that out now and bring new stuff. 
That's possible, I suppose. Because you would have thought, as a constant band touring, yeah. even when you're playing your gigs and live and arsing about and sound checking and, mm. I don't know, keeping up your normal playing, you're working on stuff, or at least on your own, you're working on licks or yeah, bits yeah. and pieces. I mean, if you're in a band, loads of, you know, you've got to put, write down your ideas all the time, no matter yes, when they I mean. come to you, yeah. And if they've... I don't know how it works, because if you went there with nothing, you'd still have ideas in your head, wouldn't you? Yeah. I would have thought. I well, don't really know. Yeah. As a professional. Mm. You see, this, this this isn't the worst. No snow in this <laughs> like them bits where previous albums would have hit a solo <laughs> it is isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. it's those bits maybe know. that's why they don't play it no more because there's no solos in hmm purify riff Falls into that chorus as well, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. It, it, like, it just falls into it. It, it, it. That comes from nowhere. Once again, it's like there's two songs yeah. chucked together. Mm. Yeah. There's, there's loads of good ideas. <laughs> we said yeah. it. There there's, is. There's loads of good there's ideas. There's loads of good riffs in there. Yeah. It just, just doesn't really work that much. I mean, why don't they play anything off it live anymore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just. Yeah. Um, you'd think. After giving you such an oral onslaught, not the <laughs> kind that Jordan was providing Dan Bowers on the last episode, <laughs> A-U-R-A-L, that they'd um, give you the last song and be like, right, here we go, we're playing and we're out. But no, man, this is actually the longest song on the album to finish you off. Mm. Eight minutes, 48, of all within my <coughs> hands. <sighs> What, what can you say? It's the same as the rest. It's like some good bits, some bad I bits. Have a look and, at that. Yeah. yeah. There's um, a couple of different tunes in there. It's just repeating ourselves now, aren't we? Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm struggling on these last couple of yeah. songs to find new stuff to say. You know what I mean? Yeah, to talk about. Yeah. What do you think about the album artwork as well, though? It's all right, isn't it. It's. Is this when they've got the new? Was this the first time that they had the new Metallica? Oh, logo. Yeah, no, the new logo. Uh, load and reload, I think. Oh, was it? I mean, what's this? Is this Santanga? This thing? That's bound, like a kind of 
dark angel bound in rope on the cover. Oh, it is. Again, it's one of them things I don't read too much into, so... I love, I, I love album art, though, but... Mm. Well, yeah, I can, you know what I mean? I can, uh, it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, I mean, I'm... I mean, he's, he's got his face on the on the thingy, hasn't he, Rob, there? Yeah, well, yeah, he's, he's part of him, isn't he, so... I, I think, in, in summing up... <coughs> yeah. Mm. If you were to put a, a tight 44-ish minute, you know, a late mm. 40s version of this album, proper drums, mm. Rob on the bass. Proper guitars. Proper guitars. Yep. Edited lyrics. Yep. Better vocal production. You basically just scrapped the whole album. I just think I just think the stuff that's recorded is probably sound, yeah? yeah. But it gets remixed, redone, you get your proper, your new bassist in. Mm. Get him to do the bass parts. Yeah. And then, yeah. What's the album after this? Uh, Death Magnetic. Which I actually think is a good album. That's all right. This Death is, Magnetic. Th- most of the tunes are too long. Yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah. But I can definitely remember driving to work. I don't know if I said this on the, uh, the other one we did. And I hadn't heard um, All Nightmare Long. Mm. And I was driving to work one morning. Tune and nice. that came on the radio. And I was like, oh, what's this? Kind of thing. And then when Hetfield comes in, you know, oh, it's Metallic. I'm like, oh, Christ, this is a new Metallic song. Mm. And that song, especially, is like a return to form. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> As opposed to that and this, a night and day. Like, it's like a, yes. a complete just 180 again kind yes. of thing. Yes. I think it, that Death Magnetic album was a return to form, like you say. I wouldn't say return to 80s. Oh, but, no, um, no. D- definitely a return to the most popular uh, Metallica sound, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think they needed to get this out of their system? This album? Mm-hmm. St. Anger? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know, man. There may have been loads of issues in their head that let out in this album, though. Because it was like, you watch the film, there's just loads of arguing, disagreeing, and slamming doors, and, you know, mm-hmm. it's there's mm-hmm. not really much... Of a, of a happy place until Rob comes in. Yeah. And then all their sort of faces change then. And they've done other documentaries since then, haven't they? Is it is Through the Never since Some Kind of Monster? Um, I should know, but I don't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you haven't seen it, no. I don't think so. No, see, I, yeah, there was another one. Because when, when I searched for it, that came up as well, Through mm. the Never. And there's another one? See, I'm a massive Metallica fan of the old stuff, but n- newer stuff, I've not really... I've, I've bought it and listened to it and like it, but as far as influences with it and, you know... and If there's an album, you'll buy it to listen to it kind of thing, but... But that's what I'm like with all, all bands, really. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't give a shit what they look like or what the names yeah. are, really. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just like the musical. Not, I don't really like to delve too deep into who they are or what they do, mm. because... It gives a fuck, man. It's a good riff. Yeah, I got better things to do in my time than read about what <laughs> other people are doing. <laughs> what, what, I don't care. Like I don't watch the news, so I know you I, lo- know, I love these the guys. News. I love these. No, no. God, no. Hmm. I love these guys, but uh, honestly, what they're doing now, yeah. I, just, I don't care. I mean. They're obviously in a much happier place, though, now. Oh, at the moment, I would say. And yeah. putting out stuff. 
Um, did you like the last album? Um, I'm going to say all the tunes are too long. But mm. yeah, I liked it. But the, th- mm. the thing was, they released uh, Hardwire the tune before they released yes, the did. album. Yes, they did. And it was a four minute long tune. Okay. And I was like, what? Four minutes? I was like, come on, give I'm me the album. I can remember give that, Give me actually. the album. Yeah. And then all the other tunes are seven or eight minutes long. And it's uh-huh. like, oh, God. <laughs> Literally all the other, all of them. They're all long as fuck. And <laughs> this is the only four minute one. I'm like, you fucking taking the piss or what? But yeah, I like them. Uh, do you agree music? with my summation of this album? Which is? Like that. A much shorter version, two minutes of oh, every yes, song, yes. drums, vocals done. Dude, wrong, I think everybody's you know. going to agree with you on that one. I think it's standard, standard opinion of that album. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I think it's a necessary thing, maybe, for Metallic to have done, where they were at that time. I think, watching, sorry, listening to this album and mm. watching the documentary mm. as a companion piece mm-hmm. it sort of it all makes sense and I think if you're a fan of the band you've got enough invested that it's interesting I'd be watching the film if you're a fan yeah uh, definitely if you haven't seen it mm. yeah yeah it's a bit of an insight and um but but still it's sort of um just a couple of years of their life isn't it really yeah. so you don't know it doesn't show you much of what happened before, and obviously nothing's nothing after, because cause that was the future then, wasn't yeah. it? So worth a watch. Get 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 the film, down, yeah. And um, who comes out of the film with with good no. vibes? Well, I think at the end they might all do really. I yeah. mean, you think it's sort of a redemption story at the end, like everyone's like. I think when I think Rob is the key. I think that Rob comes in and kind of. Is the missing jigsaw piece? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I think they're all um, like Kirk. I mean, Kirk's just laid back and, like he said in the film, I'm happy with my role. I ho- I always have been. Yeah. So he's happy yeah. sort of taking a, a a back seat. In some ways, do you think that it's the story of, as you said, missing a piece, like a a, a car that's lost a wheel being newstead, yeah, struggling through until you get that. What, what, fixed and yeah. then carry on. I mean, J- James seriously looked at himself when Newstead left and and thought, you know, shit. I mean, I shouldn't be doing. I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't say them things. Or, he kind of regrets it now, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He regretted it not long after. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Um. So so the film goes, but yeah, it's worth a watch. Worth a watch. Have a have a watch. If you were giving Saint Anger Blimey. a grade, God. what are you giving it? It's like now, as it is, not, not not like we've said. Oh, if you do this, if you do this, <laughs> as it as it is, what it, what are you giving it? Um, I think we the last time we did a podcast, I think we were we were kind of thinking, well, if we're given Metallica album a C plus, we'll have to give Drowning Pool a C minus. We can't go to to a D because this is better than a D, and we but we can't go over C plus because we'd give Metallica a C plus, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think. I might even have to compensate future grades of okay. other bands mm. and mm. give it like an E. How low do we go? What's uh, well, the lowest letter? Because um, it went so low and then it was a U, wasn't it? Well, I think, <laughs> I think you got Fs, didn't you, at school? Uh, yes, that's right. There was definitely F and then it was U and then X. Okay, so... so and it's I, not... I'm a, not going to give it an F no. because... 
I think an ease fair. Because there's some great riffs on there and there's some great tunes on there if it was recorded in a different sound. So I'm not going to give it an F, but I'll give it an E. I think E's fair. Yeah. I think if we're saying the stuff I've given a D to, which I... Uh, this is... This is worse because it's a, it's just not complete in me. It's like demos. Yes. Right? Yes, you're right. You, you said it earlier, like a, like a demo album before you were famous, you know, before you were signed. And you went in the local youth club and recorded a little album in the little studio with a big, uh, you know... Yeah. And... and, and it, it doesn't sound like an album that took two years to make and spent I spent how many thousands on it. I mean that Phil psychiatrist dude, he was forty grand a month he was. Yeah. So even that alone is yeah, a massive yeah. bill. Like yeah, I ain't gonna fuck yeah. about with plus or minuses. Nah, it's just well, we'll get for it. I don't I don't know if you had plus or minuses once you got to it. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I, we could, you know what I mean, but I I don't think you did. I don't know. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> We'll say, um, yeah, it's basically an album which, with a bit of bit more care and things, it could have been, it could so have been, good. yeah. Uh, man, <clears throat> production-wise, stuff, I would have. It's an easy see. I don't think there's anything which is blow away above that, but you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay, that's been that's been interesting. I think we've covered a lot of ground there. Actually, there's a lot of notes you've crossed out that we've talked about. Yeah, most yeah, yeah. Definitely. There's, there's a lot of stuff. Um, I'd, I'd recommend anyone go and watch the MTV Icon show because it's it. I think it's essential viewing. I'd, you'd rather watch that than listen to this album because yeah. I think I'd, I'd watch the film, uh, the documentary film, and, and Icon. Yeah, um, I, I thought Rob Zombie came off as good. We should do. Have you heard? Um, oh, what's a Rob Zombie solo album? Uh, I've only got two White Zombie albums. No, it's his first solo album. I haven't got it. I don't think we might do that. Okay, yeah, well, it's, it's, I'm up for that. We'll have yeah, a listen. Yeah, yeah, give it a listen. Uh, that's an off. That's an off. So we, we've, bo- we've both hit the microphone once today. I've hit loads. I keep oh, on leaning forward and doing that. <laughs> 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 right, guys. Um, I'll do a plug now, and then you can pick a tune. Um, follow the show, Jukebox Pod on Instagram, um, Personal Jukebox Podcast on Facebook. Get in touch with the show. Um, so have some feedback, so have some questions, some thoughts. So yeah, get in touch, guys. Play us out. Can I just have a little plug first? Yeah, because I notice you give plugs to other people. Definitely so I'm do gonna it. Be, I'm going to be a bit cheeky. <coughs> um, friend of mine, he's uh, he likes to stream stream gaming. Okay, so yeah. he likes to um, stream his games, whatever he's playing, really. And he's like a real guy. He's like us. He's got family. He's got kids, and mm-hmm. he's got a job. And so he doesn't sit there all day and play it all day every mm. day. He just gets on it when he can. And uh, and I've been doing a bit of streaming with him um, on the Snowrunner. Snowrunner on PS4. Yeah, PS4 yeah. we're on. Yeah. And so um, he's trying to sort of get his channel on the go. And he's got. I think we're on. I think he's up to seventy odd subscribers now. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's uh, it's it's all right. Like and it, and I, I like him because he's just a genuine guy and uh, I think you should all have a subscribe if you like to watch um, he, he's on um, YouTube as Nitro Nibs PS4 Racer so Nitro Nibs Nibs is N-I-B-Z um, and just just give him a watch like because as I say he's just what's he playing he's just a real dude so he's mainly racing yeah. so he's got Project Cars 3 yeah. he does a bit of Gran Turismo Sport um, the other, oh he does a Dirt Rally um, oh, that's mental! The dirt rally is how, how he does that, and you pay attention. You got to remember all the bends. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, um, 
We play a bit of golf as well. Stream a bit of golf. Okay. Just yeah, for yeah. Le- leisurely. We yeah, do. Yeah, we, yeah. we have occasionally streamed streamed a bit of fishing as well. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> but most mostly he's racing, and and I'm not I'm not fussed about followers. But he, you know, give yeah. him a follow if you like. Um, what was it again? Nitro Nibs PS4 racer. There you go. Give him give him a follow. Um, I'll move on to picking a tune. Yeah. I think we'll we'll wipe our sort of brains clear of St. Anger and we'll have a bit of old classic Metallica, right? Yes. I'm going first album, first track. Yeah. Now, I want you to search for me for a live version. Uh, the live version is actually coming back to St. Anger. Yes. It's off the Unnamed Feeling EP. There's um, one, two, three, four, five, six, six, six. There's There's eight tracks. No, there's seven tracks, sorry, yeah. and there's a video at the end. Uh-huh. Uh, they're all live tracks apart from the, the, the single, obviously. I'm going to pick um, Hit the Lights live. Uh, as I said, first track, first album, absolutely awesome. And this is a bit more modern because it's live and it's from 2003. Which proves that Metallica still could rock in 2003. Well, I'm, I'm not questioning their rocking, actually. No, but you go and watch them live any time and they kick ass, man. You prefer specifically like the intro on this bit? Riff. Yeah, riff! Metallica track there because it has actually cleansed the palate. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it has. I feel a lot better about Metallica now. Just hearing right. song as well. Just, just hearing that for a few <laughs> seconds. <laughs> right, solo. All them bits that were missing from that yeah. album. Hey, look at us, we're smiling, we're happy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt a bit down towards the end of that album. Absolutely. I, I, honestly, we got like. When we got to track eight, mm. I was going to go, I'm turning it off, and we'll <laughs> listen to other Metallica songs instead. <laughs> go and grab yourself the first album, man. Right, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Um, we'll be back in two weeks. Thank you much, Gaz. Thank you. Thank okay. you for having me. Yes. Um, it's been lovely. Be cool to each other. See you later. Bye. Bye.